Thanks for listening to the Get Over Yourself podcast brought to you by Carol Fit Stationary Bike Program 8-Minute Workouts to Get Super Fit. Perfect Keto, the cleanest, highest potency ketone supplements. MOFO, Male Optimization Formula with Organs to Boost Testosterone. Let's get checked at Home Testing Kits. Try LGC.com. Almost Heaven, Beautiful Compact Home Use Sauna Kits. Brad's Macadamia Masterpiece, The Mind-Blowing Nut Butter Blend. And check out bradkearns.com slash shop my personal selection of favorite products for health, fitness, and peak performance. And here we go with the show. I think it's time to strike this really delicate balance between uh, an easy breezy, psychologically healthy process-oriented approach and putting into place those accountability factors. A lot of times we see those as in a negative realm where uh, you look in the mirror, you look on the scale, you're disgusted, and finally you're going to do something about it. So at least you're throwing in some accountability. might not be psychologically healthy to have negative motivators, but if we can have some uh, positive accountability, uh, both Sisson and Andre Obradovic, my Australian friend, life coach, endurance training coach, uh, like to tout the LGN goal. Yes, that stands for looking good naked. We form these self-limiting beliefs and negative associations early in childhood. They get programmed into our subconscious and we play them out for the rest of our lives. So to kind of wake those up and challenge them or at least turn them into something positive, right? I think it's okay that Amy sees herself as a skinny person who will never get fat. All right. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, aligning with a positive or a beneficial self-identity, I guess you could say. Who must I show to bust my flow? Where must I go? Who must I know? Or am I just another crab in the bucket? <laughs> okay. So... Surround yourself with positive people, supportive people. Do the best you can on all those levels. And then onward we go with the show. Hey, folks, I have discovered a bloody awesome new workout program that gets you results in eight minutes. Yes, an eight-minute workout. And don't laugh because the science supports the assertion that a properly conducted high-intensity workout lasting only eight minutes with less than a minute of explosive sprinting effort can deliver more benefits with less downside risk than a pattern of much longer, more depleting cardiovascular workouts. It happens with Carol, my friend Carol. C-A-R-O-L stands for Cardiovascular Optimized Logic. It's an artificial intelligence-powered interactive exercise bicycle that learns to apply the exact resistance you need to get fitter over time. This thing is cool. We're friends. I hit it hard. I get benefits. I get results. Basically, what you do is you go into the program on the screen. You warm up for a bit. You hit an all-out 20-second sprint. You recover for a few minutes. You blast another 20-second sprint. See how high you can get your watts up there like the Tour de France guys. You cool down and you're done. 
<laughs> the video guy on the Carol Fit AI website is wearing a suit and tie because the workout is too short for you to break a sweat. Yes, it's hip, it's slick, it's high tech, but it's also legit because the short sprint elicits a cascade of hormones into the bloodstream that prompt fitness breakthroughs and turbocharge fat metabolism around the clock. Indeed, a little goes a long way, and this program lines up perfectly with my promotion of micro-workouts and short-duration sprints to get the maximum fitness benefits without those downside risks of breakdown, burnout, illness, and injury that happen with the traditional approach to fitness and these long, exhausting, depleting workouts. Go check out Carol Fit AI. The website has all the research. It'll draw you in, teach you all about it. You get a discount for listening to the show and mentioning Brad, when you're ready to get your own bike, and I don't know about you, when you walk through the room and you see that thing sitting there and realize that, no, it's not a sweaty hour of pain and suffering, but an eight-minute commitment to continue to boost your fat metabolism, build your fitness, it draws you in. It's so easy to jump on the bike and go because it's short and it's fun. Carol Fit AI, check it out. Greetings, listeners. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Our generation sees the world not the same as before. We might as well just throw it all and live like there's no tomorrow. Oh, 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 let's go into a fun show. How to lose eight pounds of body fat in six weeks. Sound familiar? Yes, that was the subtitle of a previous show that I called the Fatty Popcorn Boy Saga, talking about how things got out of hand for me a little bit. This was back in 2019. Stepped on the scale one day, saw the big number of 172 pounds that I'd never seen before. Couldn't believe it. What the heck? I identify myself as an athlete weighing in the mid-160s for many years and decades. What's going on here? So I had to recalibrate, tighten up the strings, learn a lot about myself and the power of habits and uh, celebratory events like enjoying an evening bowl of popcorn and how it goes from a celebratory event, for example, gathering with family and making a gourmet bowl of popcorn. And then I enjoyed it so much because this stuff is really not part of my life or my diet that it started to leak into the picture every single day. So I went after it and I had some success, uh, took some pictures, attached those to the show. You can find that on the Get Over Yourself podcast channel and got back into the realm that I'm comfortable with. So I am alternatively pleased to report and also embarrassed to report that I have gone through the cycle again here in 2020. Not going to blame the quarantine, absolutely not, but <laughs> in tandem with uh, the lifestyle changes that occurred, I have to admit that the scale number creeped up again to that buck 72. 
where it's concrete evidence that I am living in a manner not aligned with my identity as an athlete or my stated goals to be a peak performer. How about that? Ooh, we're going to talk about the danger of attaching your identity to things like that a little bit later in this show. So it came time to try and turn things around again. So I offer you some reflections and tips and tricks about dropping that pesky, unwanted excess body fat that has a way of creeping in uh, much more easily than the other way around of dropping a few pounds. Ha, huh? isn't that funny? So that's my first reflection, as especially at the advanced age groups, um, a tiny bit of unbridled celebration and mindless habits can really quickly send you off your A-game and create a visible representation that you're off your A-game, such as the six-pack going and gone hiding. That reminds me of one of the great quotes in Olympic history <laughs> from old-time swimmer Steve Lundquist. He was a star in the 80s. I think he bagged some gold medals. And he was coming back from a layoff, and he informed the media at a press conference that uh, he's, you know, getting back into shape. He's going to be contending for the upcoming Olympics. Uh, but it, he was recovering from Dunlop's disease, and things are going well. And, of course, what's Dunlop's disease? And that's his answer was, uh, that's when my belly Dunlopped over my belt buckle. Okay, so the insight that it's much more difficult to recalibrate and drop excess body fat than it is to add it on gives me personally a lot of empathy and perspective about the challenges that uh, so many of us face, particularly the readers of my books and other content that I've been putting out for many years, where much of the commentary was theory instead of me personally fighting the battle directly. So I feel like I have a fresh perspective and appreciation for the challenges and the need to pretty much constantly be aware of lifestyle habits and uh, the effects that they have. I was talking to Mark Sisson about this recently, and I was asking him, you know, do you have to check and balance your food intake frequently, or are you pretty much locked into your metabolic flexibility? And he says, oh no, I have to all the time constantly be aware of limits and uh, reasonability rather than just being a machine that doesn't think anything about it. So that was interesting insight from the six-pack king himself. All right. So I would probably uh, be comfortable declaring that dropping excess body fat is the number one diet, fitness, and health goal that we share in modern life. And you can take off on this journey in many different directions. Uh, a dietary transformation, buying a book, signing up for a program, signing up for uh, a personal trainer experience, and taking the fitness route as your prominent one. But I think the true starting point is a personal decision and asking yourself, is this really worth it? Do I really care enough to change my values, beliefs, my habit patterns, my mindset, and my behaviors? Is this going to make you more stressed or add any negativity to your life uh, by throwing in this goal of changing your body composition? Are you deep down okay with just being okay or looking okay, not your ideal, 
right? Do you have a fallback of any kind deep down in your subconscious? Because if you do, you're probably going to take it, especially because it seems to me that food indulgence, celebration of life, seems like a very popular release valve from all the pressure, the stress, the expectations that are piled upon us in so many way, shapes, and forms in modern life. So we formed this habit, probably psychologically healthy in many ways, to say to ourselves, hey, fuck it, I deserve this, I work hard all day, <laughs> or in many cases, I did a great workout earlier today, so I deserve this big giant bowl of popcorn. Uh, Andrew McNaughton had some interesting comments on this uh, during one of our podcasts together, and he argued that what you deserve is nothing less than optimal health, and anything outside of that is where the actual sacrifice occurs. And he was talking about a conversation he had uh, at a dinner gathering with a family friend where the person was relating to him that... Uh, he loves pizza so much, but it does balloon him up. He's definitely got some gas bloating, digestive discomfort, obvious signs of gluten intolerance. But the person said to Andrew that the, the taste of pizza is so great that he doesn't want to make the sacrifice, even though he knows it's healthier uh, to not eat the pizza. And Andrew said, wait a second, isn't the sacrifice the fact that you're eating the pizza rather than enjoying optimal health and not suffering from those digestive problems. So if you flip this concept on its ear, everything outside of optimal health and also uh, looking and feeling your best, right? Uh, having the appreciation and the enjoyment in that realm, uh, anything less than that is a sacrifice. So the uh, consuming the popcorn, uh, the, the ice cream, the whatever is making sacrifices each time away from your stated goals and your values and belief systems. Hey, ladies. You may have heard me talk about Gaines Wave treatment for improving male penile vascular health and sexual function, and maybe you thought, hey, what about my needs? Well, Gaines Wave has got you covered with a revolutionary new treatment protocol called Gaines Wave for Her. As with the male Gaines Wave treatment, a skilled practitioner uses a handheld device to send low-intensity shock waves into your vaginal area to stimulate a healing response, promote increased blood circulation, and the growth of new blood vessels. After a series of 6 to 12 very brief treatments, which are painless but extremely effective, you get real results with Gaines Wave reporting an 80% success rate. Some benefits... You will revitalize your intimate relationships with heightened sensation and arousal and enhance pleasure and satisfaction. Don't contemplate invasive procedures or uncomfortable medical treatments. Regain confidence and reclaim your sexuality with Gaines Wave for her. You visit the website gainswave.com, G-A-I-N-S-W-A-V-E.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area. You complete a series of treatments and the beneficial effects will last for a long time, especially if you eat and exercise well to promote overall vascular health. It's a tune-up for your equipment. So please visit gainswave.com slash Brad to find a practitioner in your area and take advantage of my special promo that you'll mention when you find your local practitioner. Buy six treatments and get one free. So that's an interesting way to approach it. And if you agree, 
if you're building up the the energy, the vibe, the commitment, you want it bad enough to make whatever changes are necessary, you have some momentum in place, you're ready to go. Next, I think it's time to strike this really delicate balance between uh, an easy breezy, psychologically healthy process oriented approach and putting into place those accountability factors. A lot of times we see those as in a negative realm where uh, you look in the mirror, you look on the scale, you're disgusted, and finally you're going to do something about it. So at least you're throwing in some accountability. Might not be psychologically healthy to have negative motivators, but if we can have some uh, positive accountability, uh, both Sisson and Andre Obradovic, my Australian friend, life coach, endurance training coach, uh, like to tout the LGN goal. Yes, that stands for looking good naked. And Mark likes to use that line at live presentations, and it gets a giggle every time from the audience. But I think it can be off-putting in certain ways. I mean, the giggle might be a nervous giggle, because usually we don't come out and say such things. But of course, it's uh, immersed and infiltrated our culture in every way, especially social media, right? It's what it's all about, but it's kind of a secret goal. Uh, William Schufelt said on our uh, podcast interview uh, that he, he called BS on this a little bit where he said, you know, most people say their fitness or their health goal is, I want to be stronger or I want to uh, promote longevity. I want to have more energy during the day. But he said, hey, look, really, what it comes down to is most people just want to look better. Uh, I'll give him a little acknowledgement there, right? So deep down, if we can bring that to the surface and say, hey, LGN is one of my prominent motivators, okay. But the balance I'm talking about is having this strong desire to achieve tangible goals, but not attaching your self-esteem or your identity to the outcome because this arguably brings too much stress and pressure and expectation and potential for uh, negativity, getting discouraged, uh, falling out and giving up. And Mark Manson talked about this really nicely on our show, best-selling author of The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck and his new book, Everything is Fucked, a book about hope. And one of the sections of his book has this uh, headline, Change Your Actions, Not Yourself. An easier way to achieve goals, he's talking about. And here's his quote. The trick to quitting smoking or changing any other habit is to recognize that your identity, that elaborate mental framework you devised in your mind and labeled as me, doesn't actually exist. It's arbitrary. It's a facade. It can be raised or dropped at will. You are not a smoker. You're not a lazy person who doesn't go to the gym. You're just a person who chooses to smoke. Your identity is this made-up thing that you're emotionally attached to. It's a mirage in the desert. So his most important takeaway message from this passage and the many links to the articles he writes about this concept a lot is that you should think of your life as a long series of actions and decisions. That's it. Don't attach your character to things you do. Again, if you do so, you risk yourself uh, setting yourself up for disappointment, failure, backsliding. Whew. Okay, so that's a really tricky balance, right? You want to look good naked, but you don't want to attach your self-esteem, your identity to looking good naked. Can you do both? Oh, I should say so. And in fact, that's 
pretty much describes the theme of the Get Over Yourself podcast and the rationale for titling it that. It, that is to get over yourself while you're pursuing these intense uh, competitive goals and trying to be the best you can be and make a contribution to society, all that great stuff. But you don't have to do it in that way where you're attaching your identity to it. It's very possible to have this, to cultivate this healthy alternative approach where you're just doing things for the sake of appreciation, enjoyment, and being the best that you can be. Because we only live once. We only got today. We'll never have it again. Might as well eat the healthiest food possible and uh, so on and so forth and make progress toward uh, tangible goals, which are allowed if you have a healthy, fresh perspective. So... We're going to cultivate that wonderful balance of having ambitious peak performance goals without attaching our self-esteem or identity to the outcome. Then we're in our position of power. We're ready to kick some butt because we don't care. We're just going to go for it because we know we can do it. Ooh, there's another element that we should mention, another variable, and that is the influence of your environment, your social group, your community. They have a hugely important indirect contribution to how you live your life, what goals you set, whether you achieve them, etc. So the Framingham study has a famous insight uh, that people have pulled and studied extensively uh, about the identification of clusters. So there are these so-called social clusters where attributes are actually contagious to three degrees, like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but we have three degrees of things like obesity, things like happiness. And these are independent studies looking at that awesome Framingham data. If you haven't heard of the Framingham study, it's one of the most respected, longest, largest longitudinal studies of lifestyle diet on health ever conducted and it goes to the residents of Framingham, Massachusetts starting from uh, I believe 1948. They started tracking data extensively and continuing to this day. So they've identified these clusters of obesity where if you are obese, your friend and your friend's friend are more likely to obese. There's also clusters for everything else, the positive stuff like happiness, another study revealed. So if you are surrounded by uh, health conscious, healthy eating, fitness minded people, it's going to have a profound influence influence on your progress and on your success rate. And you go look at towns like Austin, Texas, Boulder, Colorado, even Lake Tahoe, the fitness pervades the community such that it's normal routine and you just kind of go into that vibe and you become more fit and active as a consequence of living around all kinds of people that share similar interests not even the direct association like yeah there's a great running group in austin they meet every morning and run around town lake that's great but even the indirect the vibe and the osmosis that occurs is really profound so uh surround yourself with people who support your goals and, you know, the best you can, right, within reason. But people who directly counter uh, the momentum that you're trying to build for yourself, you have to be really careful and watch out for that and just shut that stuff down in its tracks. And I've referenced the, uh, the negativity and the pot shots and the crab in the bucket behavior patterns, right? Like Eminem said, who must I show to bust my flow? Where must I go? Who must I know? Or am I just another crab in the bucket? 
<laughs> okay. So surround yourself with positive people, supportive people. Do the best you can on all those levels. And then onward we go with the show. And I will identify that my driving force to make this stuff happen, besides my identity as an athlete, for better or for worse, sorry, Mark Manson, uh, my other driving force is that I've set a compelling peak performance goal of excelling in the high jump and sprinting and doing the speed golf world record and all that stuff that requires a, a comprehensive approach of dedication and passion. And one of those things is your body composition has a huge influence on your performance, right? Especially when you're trying to jump over a bar that's put in the air. And so in my passion and dedication to trying to excel in the high jump, I found a wonderful local coach online. He's a former Russian Olympic triple jumper named Victor. He took ninth place in the Olympics way back when in 96. And oh my gosh, what a wonderful connection that this guy's going to help uh, coach me one-on-one -on -one and improve my high jump technique. And I remember the first in-person meeting with him. We met at the track at the high jump pit and <laughs> we're about two minutes into the conversation. And he says, so are you going to reduce your weight? <laughs> and that was my checkpoint. That was my slap in the face, uh, just like I mentioned uh, the previous year where I stepped on the scale and looked at the 172, like, who's that? What's wrong with this scale, right? And I thought it was really funny because uh, he turned out to be such a wonderful guy, really nice, supportive coach, but he's also very strict. So at the same time, he doesn't sugarcoat things like we have a tendency to do in America, especially when we're coaching the Hughes sports and everybody's doing great and you're, you guys are all wonderful and we don't get challenged in that way that brings out the best in us. So, you know, I would do, uh, I would execute a, uh, a technique pointer that he'd say, like try to uh, keep your drive your knee higher and preserve that uh, vertical position before you bend over the bar, something like that. And then I'd go try it out and I'd be like, ooh, that feels great. I feel so much more explosive. Thank you. Great tip. And he'd be shaking his head like, no, you didn't do it. Try again. <laughs> so, uh, it, it's, you know, that, that's what an athlete needs more than anything is just that uh, direct, unfiltered feedback, uh, starting with my uh, early comment that I received. Am I going to reduce my weight? That'll help me jump higher. So, boom, off and running I was. Uh, I'll also uh, reference that self-identity that I've formed over time where I see myself as an athlete. I feel like you should be able to see your abdominal muscles, right? The vaunted six-pack. That's what all the statues look like. David looked like that 2,000 years ago. Why can't we look like that now? Yeah, for sure. Oh, sorry, David. Uh, how old's David? 500, maybe yeah, 500 and some years old, uh, Da Vinci, right? Okay, fact check. I want to discuss the incredible benefits of red light therapy and how you can get started with Mito Red Light. Mito, like mitochondria, red light makes the premier light therapy devices in the world and at incredibly affordable prices. I stand in front of my Mito Pro 1500 unit every morning, carefully exposing my eyeball 
balls, other important balls, and my entire body to special wavelengths of red and near-infrared light. When I tell people about my daily devotion to red light therapy, they typically ask, does this stuff really work? And the answer is yes, and there are thousands of studies supporting its effectiveness. Here's how. It's called photobiomodulation where specific wavelengths of red and near-infrared light, red's visible, near-infrared is not visible, that's why it looks like only half of your panel's working, these wavelengths help mitochondria in cells throughout your body produce more energy and clear waste products more efficiently. Red light exposure helps mobilize nitric oxide trapped in the mitochondria and allows oxygen to return to the cell and increase ATP production. The benefits are proven again and again for skin health, muscle recovery, joint pain, and numerous inflammatory conditions. Red light therapy is also beneficial for circadian rhythm alignment because we generally get far too little direct sunlight and too much indoor blue light from screens and light bulbs at the wrong times. You don't hear much about this benefit of red light therapy, but when I turn on those lights, first thing in the morning. As soon as I wake up, I walk across the hall, I stand in front of the panels, and I feel instantly awake and energized. And believe me, there's a lot of days where Mr. Health Guy here wakes up feeling a little groggy and a little whiny, like I don't want to right get up now and get into my morning exercise routine. But when I stand in front of the lights, in one minute, I swear I feel wide awake. I get all that grogginess out naturally. It's super powerful, super effective, besides all the healing and the cellular benefits. I also love it for being a natural wake-up machine. You have to try red light therapy. I am certain that you will become a devoted user. And guess what? Mito Red Light offers a 60-day no-risk trial period and a special 5% discount for BRAD podcast listeners. Just visit mitoredlight, M-I-T-O, redlight.com, and use the code BRAD on any of their products. Go for it today and get started on your red light journey. You're coming later. Uh, I also remember a conversation with a former co-worker named Amy, uh, actress in Hollywood, as well as a great member of our writing staff. And we were talking about weight loss. I think a new book was coming out that she was editing, whatever. And she made this passing comment that stayed with me uh, even many years later. Uh, so she was very slender, uh, healthy person, right, trying to get in the mix in Hollywood. And she said, you know, I'm just positive that I'm never going to get fat because I see myself as a slender person. And so anything that happens to depart from that, I immediately correct automatically. I don't even think about it. And her comment was so nonchalant, but I thought it was profound that she is a skinny person, period. And anything that's misaligned with that is going to be corrected without even thinking about it at the subconscious level. So can you imagine the opposite of that, where you've developed a uh, negative self-image, you've had self-esteem hits a core because you've had uh, negative feedback about whether it's your appearance, your body composition, or anything else that you've absorbed in life. And that's where we're talking about the insights from Bruce Lipton's book. I had a whole show about that, where we form these self-limiting beliefs and negative associations early in childhood. They get programmed into our subconscious and we play them out for the rest of our lives. So to kind of wake those up 
and challenge them or at least turn them into something positive, right? I think it's okay that Amy sees herself as a skinny person who will never get fat. All right. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, aligning with a positive or a beneficial self-identity, I guess you could say. And then finally, uh, I hope all y'all listening are interested enough in your health that you're getting routine uh, blood work done because you can feel okay on the outside. Maybe not perfect, but you could have some bad stuff going on inside. So the window, the snapshot that your blood work reveals uh, potential problems brewing inside. And this should be a big time motivator because if you got problems going on, you are entering into or you're heading down a path of uh, tremendous pain and suffering and accelerated demise of things that you can write so quickly. I mean, metabolic syndrome, which by many uh, accounts, medical experts agree, is the number one public health problem facing uh, modern citizens across the globe, is a collection of risk factors, five of them, that are identified as leading to big trouble, uh, type 2 diabetes, obesity, cancer, heart disease. And those markers are off the top of my head, fasting glucose, uh, HDL cholesterol, triglycerides, uh, waist measurement, and one other one. But the point being that these risk factors, if you have been identified as metabolic syndrome risk factor or pre-diabetic or what have you, can be corrected in a few weeks of dietary transformation. Wow. Uh, so a lifetime of uh, pain and suffering, decades of suffering from type 2 diabetes can be corrected with uh, throwing a few things out of your diet for a few weeks. That's incredible. Very empowering. Uh, so some of the things to look for in your blood work, you've heard of triglycerides. It's a hugely important factor. It's the amount of blood, the amount of fat circulating in your blood, and that's not a good thing. Fat in your diet is a good thing. Burning fat is a good thing, but if you're circulating a lot of fat in the blood, it has the potential to do bad stuff and initiate the heart disease process that we're so familiar with, the clot on the artery, and so forth. So you want to have minimal fat circulating in your blood because that means you're burning it rather than uh, being overwhelmed and in the uh, direction of storing it because you eat too many carbohydrates. Does that make sense? High carbohydrate intake equals high insulin production. The insulin is a storage hormone, so it's taking the fat, transporting it through the bloodstream into fat stores. And so high triglycerides is a huge risk factor for heart disease and many other conditions. You might have heard the uh, benchmark of 150 as a safe or normal triglyceride level. And if you're over that, the doctor's going to be very alarmed, possibly write you a prescription, encourage you to exercise more, change your diet. Dr. Ron Sinha, who I've had on the show and is a great expert to resource for all this stuff, he wants to see your triglycerides under 100. So I'm going to trust him over the boilerplate uh, numbers that are representing a very unhealthy population as a whole. So we don't want to be normal in a lot of ways with our blood work because we're talking about the sickest and fattest population in the history of the human race. So if Sinha says get your triglycerides under 100, we definitely want to shoot for that. Uh, HDL, the good cholesterol, we want to see that at least over 40. And as Sinha and also Dr. Kate Shanahan note, the ideal 
and possibly the number one best blood marker to track your heart disease risk or your heart disease prevention is the triglycerides to HDL ratio, the trigs to HDL ratio. And you want to strive to get that at one to one. So I said triglycerides under 100, HDL over 40, and the more we can get those guys close together, so if you can come up with a, a 77 and a 77, or a 56 and a 56, that is the gold standard. If you're worse than 3.5 to 1, such as a triglyceride number of 250 and an HDL of 30, you're in big trouble, and that requires an immediate dietary transformation to get out of that high risk of heart disease, uh, cancer, type 2 diabetes. Okay, so look at your trigs under 100, your HDL over 40. You want your vitamin D to be up and over 50. I believe the quote-unquote normal on the blood report is 30, and anything over 30, your doctor's not going to bat an eye. But the vitamin D advocates, the experts like Dr. Michael Holick, author of The Vitamin D Solution, uh, putting his life's work into this matter, we definitely have a widespread chronic deficiency in vitamin D because of our indoor dominant lifestyles and many other reasons, especially uh, fear of the sun, thanks to uh, irrational fear of the sun and uh, being told to sunscreen the heck out of our bodies all the time. But vitamin D is is mostly obtained from sun exposure. So at those times of the day and the times of the year that you're able to manufacture vitamin D, as evidenced by being able to tan that's when you want to get outside and expose large skin surface areas all over your body to sunlight and try to get that vitamin D number much higher. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Who's this guy? Well, this stuff has become uh, vastly more important these days because vitamin D has been associated with uh, immune response to for example, global pandemic viruses. And you can listen to Dr. Rhonda Patrick talk for a couple hours on Joe Rogan podcast about the tremendous importance of a healthy vitamin D level. So it's no joke. You got to get out there in the sun, expose large skin surface areas of your body to direct sunlight at times when you are capable of tanning. So if you go out there in December on a sunny day and attempt to sunbathe, but you can't tan if you were out there for five hours, uh, that's not going to work for vitamin D. And if you have a sun-challenged lifestyle, of course, you can supplement with a high-quality vitamin D3 product. As far as the inflammatory markers, you also want to be checking those in your bloodstream. The most prominent one, probably high-sensitivity C-reactive protein or your C-reactive protein number, CRP, and you want to get down below one for that. If you have a high number there, it's a sign of an acute inflammatory condition in your body, and you got to go looking further if you have a problem there. And then the HbA1c, the hemoglobin A1c, is a representation of the average amount of glucose in your bloodstream over a longer period of time than the fasting blood glucose, which of course is another extremely important marker, but you want to combine those two insights together because you can get fasting blood glucose down uh, by fasting for a day. And if you've been eating a junk food diet for the previous six months, you're going to have an adverse value for the HbA1c. Uh, so fasting glucose, we want to see that under 100. Some of the real ancestral living experts uh, will even want to see you in the 90s or the 80s uh, with the HbA1c. Uh, some 
somewhere around 5.5 or below is what they want to see and definitely not over 6 because that's an, an idea that you've been consuming too many carbohydrates, not exercising enough, and are in that fat storage uh, disease pattern rather than health. So if any of that stuff comes up for you, those should serve as incredible motivators to try and drop excess body fat. Uh, Dr. Phil Maffetone, another great uh, podcast guest. Listen to all these uh, uh, joint joint uh, marketing pitches here during the show. Um, he identifies this condition called the overfat pandemic and reports that uh, over 75% of adults across the world uh, can be classified as overfat, and that means uh, possessing excess body fat such that it affects your fitness and your health. Uh, in particular, this visceral fat, this is the fat that concentrates around the abdominal area, around the organs, as well as around the heart, is extremely uh, unhealthy and operates differently than the normal body fat that collects all over your body. So the visceral fat uh, in the abdominal area is far more health destructive because it has inflammatory properties. It's actually classified as its own organ. Your belly fat is its own organ because it secretes these inflammatory cytokines that put you in a state of systemic inflammation and notably hamper your ability to burn body fat. So if you accumulate a little bit of belly fat, males and females listening here are relevant to here, if you accumulate a little bit of belly fat, it begets the accumulation of more belly fat because you're in this inflammatory state with fat burning interrupted and disturbed by these cytokine chemicals. So it's a slippery slope downward to accumulate a little bit because it'll affect your hormone levels. Males especially interested that uh, visceral fat is known to suppress testosterone. So if you get a little bit of spare tire, you will start producing less testosterone, getting a bigger spare tire. And oh my gosh, it's like a fork in the dang road where you're either going to uh, experience accelerated aging, physical fitness demise, body composition demise, or if you can keep that belly fat off, you will boost testosterone, delay the aging process, have more energy, motivation, and focus to go and perform the workouts that you need to do to stay in shape. All kinds of good things, okay? So keep the belly fat off. If there's a little bit on there, boy, another top motivator here to get something done about it. And now I'm going to tease you and tantalize you by making you wait until part two to tell you how I did it. All this was just the setup to get your mind right, your motivation right, and then we're going to go out there and we're going to drop excess body fat quickly and easily when you listen to the next show. Thanks for listening to this one. And live like there's no tomorrow.
Thank you for listening to the show. We would love your feedback at getoveryourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And we would also love if you could leave a rating and a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. I know it's a hassle. You have to go to desktop iTunes, click on the tab that says ratings and reviews, and then click to rate the show anywhere from five to five stars. And it really helps spread the word so more people can find the show and get over themselves, because they need to. Thanks for doing it.